philanthropy. It's all about giving to the causes that matter to you the most and making a real difference in the lives of others. Humanitarians understand this is not an activity reserved only for the wealthy. In fact, being a humanitarian is all about living your life with purpose on purpose. It becomes a way of life and a way to truly experience living life to the fullest. Everyone is born with the ability to be a humanitarian. This podcast is for humanitarians by humanitarians. We'll learn from guests who will inspire, motivate, and help you step into living your best life with purpose. My name is Nancy Landa. Welcome to Cause Talk Radio. This is bonus episode number two of the Ignitions of the Emerging Global Challenge series. With me are OSAS, Terry Lynn, and OSAS has brought with him a couple special guests who are counselors at Flag Clinic. Perhaps throughout this series, you've thought about reaching out to Flag Clinic for some help in an area you are struggling with. Today, you'll have the opportunity to get to know a couple of Flag Clinic counselors. It is our sincere hope that after today's broadcast, you'll feel comfortable taking that first step and reach out to Flag Clinic for help. Welcome back to the show, Osas, Terry Lynn, and welcome, esteemed guests. Osas, please introduce your first guest from Flag Clinic. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Nancy. Uh, my first guest is uh, Ms., uh, Mrs. Uh, Glory Yubo Saseri. She's uh, a school psychologist with uh, flagclinic.com. Awesome. Welcome, Glory. My first question for you, because your specialty is um, children, right? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Children have suffered so much through the pandemic by losing time in school, social activities that are critical to their development. How can you help these kids? Okay. Thank you very much for having me here today. Um, you know, during the pandemic, it was really difficult for students to be in school. It was really difficult for them to learn. It took some time before some schools, especially here in Nigeria, before they were able to um, get over the whole pandemic issue and start developing some new strategies to help them and all of that. But then as... um. As a psychologist here, as a school psychologist, one of the things we helped to do was to reach out to them through social media because we know many of these students are very much active in social through their social media platforms, and we try to put up contents that were helpful to them. Understand, helpful in ensuring that they do not feel left out of the world because it was a strange time for them. You know, they kept wondering. I, I, for example, I had a younger brother who was also in his teenage years. And at some point he was asking me, are you sure the world is still going to return back to normal? Are you sure everything is still going to be the same way it has always been, the way we've known it? Are you sure we're still going to be able to go back to school? Are you sure we're still able to go to um, achieve all of those dreams that we, we thought we we're going to achieve? But then... I had to put up my counseling skills and try to encourage him, letting him know that the world was not actually coming to an end, as it were. But then we just have to evolve and try to make new um, new ways of reaching out in the world. You still have dreams, you still have plans, which can still be achieved, you understand? And this, the pandemic was not going to put a hold to your life's dreams and your life's, um, all of your aspirations, all of those things that you had hoped to become. So we had to put up some, I put, I personally put up on counseling skills to help them or to help him. And then some other um, teenagers and school children that I had access to, you understand, and letting them know that the world could still be better. They still had their dreams to be achieved. They could still, um, get the best of life like they had always hoped for. And it was actually a time to remind everyone 
and to especially the school children who I had access to that. There are little things that actually count where they can become more responsible to ensure that when the pandemic comes to an end as quick as possible, you understand? So, yeah. Awesome. Terry Lynn, do you have a question for Glory? Sorry, yes, I do. I have a want to get back to my mic. Um, thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Glory. Um, all right, so my question is for uh Flag Clinic in the future, and hopefully we can bring it to the near future. Do you see a way that bringing the program and bringing what Flag Clinic has to offer for students and young people, um, even at the university level, to actually take it to their campuses, to their schools, to the administrators, and to be able to um, speak to the students to help them realize, you know, a new way of thinking, a new way of evolving into their education and to help them keep their dreams and their purpose alive. Do you see that being a possibility um, in the future or um, being able to at least make it available through um, Zoom? Yes, I do. I do see that as a very big, uh, it's it's a very big possibility because um, the world as we know is right now is now really, really global. And the, I mean, so much about life has become so, so much on social media and the internet and all of that. And one of the advantages that Flag Clinic has as a corporation together is the fact that it's an online platform where these students have access to counseling, even at basic levels through their phones, which a lot of them have access to. You understand? Now, a lot of these school children most times feel very shy or feel um, stigmatized having to go to a counselor, maybe the school counselling unit and all of that. And maybe they don't want to be stigmatized or, or, or maybe called like, oh, I have a problem. They don't want to be seen like someone who has a problem. But where Flat Clinic actually bridges the gap and helps to really make this very, very possible, make counselling for these children very possible is the fact that it's an online platform where they can actually access counselling services without being face to face with the the counselors and being maybe other people even seeing them while they go for the counseling services. So it's more private. They feel more um secured. You understand? They don't feel stigmatized or being um categorized like people who have problems. You understand? So when they get to meet with these counselors online because many of them, so many children right now, they all have access to phones and all of that. So Flatline actually helps in that area to ensure that these counseling services reaches these children without even any other external persons being aware that they are even receiving this counseling service and we are able to help them through the therapy sessions and they are able to get better than they've always been. And they would also know that, wow, they can actually meet up with their dreams and aspirations, especially in this period where um, the world is actually recovering from the pandemic as it were. Yeah. So I think that's where Flat Clinic has been able to bridge that gap. Yeah. That's wonderful. Can I ask a part two? Um, I, I know we're, we're focusing right now, it seems more on the... Um, what we call a, the primary school levels, and which is a really important stage uh, and age to reach. Um, however, we're finding some difficult times with the with our young people and attending universities, and with all of the challenges, especially in Nigeria. Let's just speak of Nigeria for at the moment. There are other areas in Africa and across the world dealing with this, but having challenges with uh, strikes or with with not really seeing a bright future and needing someone to speak to before they, um, you know, before they reach alternatives to to um, possibly end their life. And, you know, we want to reach these young people at an early stage. And, um, and do you see, is there a way that you're seeing Flag Clinic being able to reach out 
to also the universities and the university um, students that, that gives them hope and gives them a number, like a phone number to call or someone to reach out to at Flag, at Flag Clinic. Yes, very well. We have that provision very much available. Um, for example, we have um, logos which we send out, more of like invitations to let people know that, okay, these are the services that we render. And it's put out on our WhatsApp status and um, Facebook and all of that. And for example, I myself, I am within the school environment, within the University of Benin. I actually reside within the University of Benin and I provide counseling services to um, the, the, the counseling center within the university here. So I actually have a lot of access to many of the students. And since I stay within them um, with, or amongst them, I have enough reach to get through to them. So, so many times when, okay, it seems like, oh, they're going through challenges or these are the things coming up right now. School is not in session. We are sending them. There are numbers there for them to always call to know, okay, oh, you can always reach out to someone when you have a problem. And since we have various psychologists and the various therapists available, so they just have to look through whatever um, um, whatever area they are having any um, forms of concerns they have the appropriate specialist or therapist that is going to meet up with their their problems. Yeah, so we have that available. Beautiful. Thank you, Glory. Back to you, Nancy. Thank you very much. Okay, Osas, do you have a question for Glory or would you like to introduce your next guest? Okay, I have a question to, for her. Uh, okay. You talked about... Uh, Reaching out to, to students who are uh, around uh, the school environment. For our listeners who are from other parts of uh, North America, like in U.S. and Canada, who are adults, how can you actually assist these, uh, these adult students? Okay. So um, apart from just being... Uh, school psychologist one of my area of specialization has always been on self-esteem which I have found out to be one of the major problems that a lot of adults have in reaching their um, their potentials a lot of adults actually have low self-esteem and that's why they've not been able to reach the potential you know studies have actually shown that this has been a limiting factor to them achieving their full potentials and all so we have, um, right now, we have a scheme, a self-esteem scheme, which actually helps. It's a, it's a form of program. So anybody who is having such issues, self-esteem, low self-esteem issues, is able to reach out to us. And we enroll them in such a program. And it's, it's a step-by-step program, which actually lasts for six weeks. And then we're able to help them through whatever challenges they're going through, especially in that area. However, if anybody listening right now is having any challenge, I think the person can just log on to www.flagclinic.com. And, you know, we have a range of specialists that can deal with whatever problems that we have, they may be having. So once they send a message and they reach out to us, we can know how best to help them based on what has been presented to us as a problem. All right, thank you very much. Thank Osas, you. go ahead and, and introduce your next guest. Oh, okay. Uh, my next guest is uh, Kenneth Zimba. Uh, he's from Flat Clinic and is uh, a business psychologist with uh, Flat Clinic. You're welcome, uh, Kenneth. Welcome, Kenneth. Thank you very much. So my question for you is, what effect has the pandemic had on the psyche of business owners? I know here in the United States, so many small business owners have lost their business. I don't know if that's true there where you are, um, but can you just speak on on that for a minute or two? Okay. Okay. 
business owners here have really been affected greatly psychologically, emotionally, and uh, just after Corona was uh, the first the first victim of Corona was announced here in our country, Zambia. Uh, a lot of businesses, people, uh, business owners uh, started panicking of what is going to happen next, uh, looking at the, what was happening in other countries, especially like in China, where it started. And then a few days later, the government started announcing restrictions and all that. And a lot of people lost their businesses because their businesses involve uh, interacting with a lot of people. And that really affected them a lot. Uh, some I've, uh, some even went to an extent of maybe in depression. Uh, some would even start now uh, as other means of uh, finding an income. They would uh, engage themselves in uh, crime. They would start stealing maybe just to make uh, at least something by the end of the day. So uh, to me personally, uh, currently, you know, let me just say first this. Uh, I haven't really worked with these people. I haven't really worked for other psychologists for a while now. Because uh, uh, until early 2019, that's when I changed uh, from psychology. I started into business uh, just due to Andy. Uh, sorry. Uh, COVID-19 was also part of the reason why I had to change from being a psychologist and start engaging myself into business. Uh, so, yeah, uh, psychologically, psychologically this saying, uh, a lot of people were affected. People didn't know what to do next. People, A lot of people were depressed. You just you see someone who was doing better is just home because the, the government couldn't allow them to conduct their business, to go by their day. And a lot of people were not aware about doing business online, like what you... As uh, the other pe- the other person has just said earlier, uh, but right now at least they have uh, seen they are coming back to their normal usual businesses. In as much as not all restrictions have been lifted, but they have utilized nowadays online uh, businesses where they uh, advertise their businesses online, and then you will just get it direct into a client who is interested in that. Unlike going door to door, they will just advertise it online and then on social media platforms. And then if someone is interested in what they sell, then they will just meet that person directly, person in person, or maybe they will just send their merchandise to that person. Yeah. So uh, at least nowadays they are coming out of, uh, and a lot of them, they seek help from other people. Even though in our country, it is really difficult for someone to go and see a psychologist. They feel like uh, maybe that person is going to tell someone else or maybe it is uh, uh, not really of a common thing for someone to go and speak to a psychologist. Right, because it has kind of a stigma attached to it, right? Yes, there's some kind of stigma attached to it. They'll feel like, ah, no, if maybe I talk to that person, what if that person starts telling other people? That okay, there is this person here who came here and has got this this problem. So they would rather just keep all their problems to themselves and and like seeking help to someone else. Maybe they can just talk to a few friends, but what if those friends are not uh, helping them uh, the way they would like to be helped? So as a psychologist, that's where as a business psychologist, that's where now I come in. Talk to those people. Talk to them on psychological uh, in the psychological side. Talk to them, listen to them, listen to their problems, listen to their challenges, and how I can help them. How we can, how I can help that person. Uh, how how I can prevent that person from being being depressed because a lot of people become depressed, and depression can lead to a lot of other psychological problems as well as physical problems. Right, and so I guess my second part of that question is: How can you at Fly Clinic help these business owners to regain their hope? Uh, at Flight Clinic, I would do. We, I would help these people by first, uh, since they are not willing. A lot of people are not willing to come out of their problems. Maybe I can just give them of examples of other people who have come out of it. Other people who went to seek help to someone else and they were helped. Someone maybe who came to me and I helped that person get back to their feet. Try to make them to understand. 
change their way of thinking to say, no, it, you coming to me is not really a problem that maybe you are on your waste situation. You are just here to seek help from me. I'm just also a human being. You can talk to me and I would help you to say, okay, maybe we find other ways in which you can go about with your business. If maybe your business you used to do door to door. Now, how about we introduce you to online businesses? You try to, uh, in as much as maybe you might not reach your desired target of people, uh, the people, the clients that you want to reach, but at least maybe we might try. It might be the start of it. And soon all this might be behind us and you would find even better ways of doing your business, even maybe trying to uh, start your business uh, by a few people, just your close people as you're going, as you're also uh, expanding your business, then you go to the normal way in which you used to do your business. So basically trying to get them to think outside the box, so to speak. Yes. Um, yes. And look and at like more creative always, ways. Yes. I'm looking at more creative ways and like just the way they used to do it. You know. Awesome. Terry Lynn, what is your question for Kenneth? Hello, Kenneth. Yes. Hi. Um, Hello. Well, I, <clears throat> it sounds like what we need to bring across to adults and businesses and business owners or even employees of businesses that have not been able to stay open and keep keep their employees which which is really what you're running into um if i'm just like what we are really all across the world um so what it sounds like when you are actually wanting to offer a listening ear first of all people need somebody just to listen to them and be able to um, so they don't have to store all this up inside. And that's really a big part of that recovery and um, a healing, uh, you know, a healing that needs to occur and then get their, get themselves ready to think outside the box. Um, so as a psychologist and focusing really on business owners, people that had businesses that, couldn't stay open um you it seems that to help them think outside the box requires even more than just a psychologist and psychology um type perspective um and you've got to really go outside the box yourself how are you um how are you able to do that uh, by doing that, yes, like you've said, it's not really just about maybe finding new ways of doing business. But sometimes you first listen to what their business is all about. What do they do in their business? Maybe try to change, not really exactly changing the entire thing, entire business, but at least maybe say, okay, how about you? Instead of maybe you do business in this category, so how about we change it, that business? Maybe we target this audience. You know, it's because uh, it's not. Sometimes it might not help out if they say, "Okay, maybe I listen to their problems." Okay, let's try to uh, do it online. We try to target other uh, online users and everything. And we can say, "Okay, you already have the capital. If you do, if you still do have the capital, or maybe if the person doesn't have capital, maybe you give them, uh, uh, you give them initiatives or okay, initiatives as where they can get their money from." Or maybe if they can uh, get a loan somewhere else and then restart the business, the person already has a business mind. So if, uh, for example, a person was running a shop, a grocery shop, maybe you try to ask in the sector, okay, how about you start an auto shop? If you are, if you, you can also go into that business because maybe nowadays they'll, uh, uh, a lot of people can't afford maybe to buy uh, uh, their things, the, your business, your merchandise. So maybe try to shift your focus into other merchandise, which people really need right now, even during this COVID-19. So it sounds like basically, I'm, I'm just going to say this, what, what you have to offer, <clears throat> Kenneth, and really hopefully as Clyde Clinic expands, you know, um, you have more than just a psychologist uh, background, you are also in business. And this is one of the things that I see as very impactful on how you can reach out and help adults throughout this challenge and what they're 
facing um, these days as they start, as they try to begin something new, uh, thinking outside the box, uh, looking at looking at these challenges as opportunities to do um, something new for themselves and for their communities. Um, so now that we know, now that people, more people across um, Africa and all across the world have smartphones these days, there's more and more. They can even operate their businesses from, from their smart devices. So um, I appreciate you. And that's really what I was getting at is that you, with your background, not only being a psychologist, but also in business, that how you can help um, steer people towards that mindset and um, reaching outside the box to become more of an entrepreneur-minded uh, person and um, be able to succeed still and feed their families. Thank you, Kenneth. Osas, right, do you have you, a sorry, question sorry, for please. Kenneth? Yeah, yeah, I have a question. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Kenneth, for the exposition you've given. For our listeners who are from uh, uh, Canada or from uh, America, how can, uh, can they... Uh, Think outside the box in the midst of a hardship, in the midst of recession. We've seen that they've, uh, there's been a lot of uh, uh, challenge in terms of the economy. So, how can people, especially older adults, still be able to work to meet up with their needs in their family, for their family? Sorry, I didn't get the last part. Okay, what I'm trying to say is that we talk about. Uh, for, for people to think outside the box, for yes. adults who are or uh, not adult or younger adults who have been faced with uh, economic action, and they've think some things through, but they don't have the finance to pull it through, especially to start up some about this business. So, how can they be able to be? Assisted? What are your recommendations? Okay, uh, I don't know. Network is a bit uh, cutting here. Uh, from my understanding, you're asking, say, how can uh, adults uh, meet their uh, expenditures? Let's say, for example, someone who has got a family. How can they feed their family in this economic hardship? Right? Uh, if someone <clears throat> on that one, I would say. Uh, I'm specialized in business, and whenever someone comes to me, the first thing that will come that that I'll that the first word that will come to my mouth from my mouth is, "What do you think about doing a business?" So, in as much as maybe there is an economic hardship in their country, or maybe in their area, or in their uh, community, there is always something that someone would want to do. There is always something that will rise up, even if maybe there there's stiff competition into that. But there is always someone. There is always a certain business which will rise up from that. Yes. So I would ask that person: How about you take an opportunity to this? It might not be enough to meet your demands, but at least it will be helping you out until things get better. So you think of within your community, what is it that now, right now, people would really want right now in as much as, yes, the economy is bad. What can I do? You see? So you, just you, when you find what really people want in that area, now you'll study that. What, how, can now, how can I benefit from this? How can I help these people in my community here? So you work on that, and then you, at least it will be giving you something by the end of the day. There is always something, like I've said, there is always something, even if the economy is worse, there will be always something that someone still wants. So you explore on that. Do something about it. Uh, Seize that opportunity and help everyone else. Seize that opportunity and get that business going, and you have something at least by the end of the day. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Okay. So my question now is for Glory. Um, what do you see as a possible long-term effect of the pandemic on kids 
and how should it be addressed now to minimize the effects? Okay, what I see as a long-term effect is on their self-esteem. I keep saying this over and over again. The littlest things have a way of affecting this kid's self-esteem. And this is the stage of their life where their self-esteem is actually being built. Any process they go through or the things they go through right now has a way of telling on them in the future if they're going to have a low a low self-esteem or a high self-esteem. So I think what should be guarded right now and how we can actually um, stop that right now from them having a very low self-esteem is to ensure that they know, you know they, are, they are reminded that all of their dreams are still possible. All of their aspirations are very possible. It's very possible to be achieved, you know, and they should never think that because the world seems to have gone into um, or is having this um, pandemic issue at the moment doesn't mean that all of the things that they've always thought of becoming is not possible anymore. They should never think that way. So one of the ways is to constantly reach out to them with new ideas on how they can always achieve what they've always wanted to achieve, you know. Oh, I always wanted to be a medical doctor. I wanted to study this. Like here in Nigeria presently, coupled with the pandemic and um, the strike issues, for example, in some of the universities, it seems like their hopes and aspirations are being brought to a hold. But they must understand that it is very possible to still achieve those things. They can learn online. Learning has been made very, very easy with all of the online tools. Google is there. YouTube is there. And instead of them just wallowing or staying, spending so much time on just social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and just binging and doing all stuff, they could actually um, invest those platforms that they have into very productive use. You understand, and then get the best result that they want to have. There are lots of things they could actually learn on social media at, the, at or as at now, right now. For example, um, some people have been able to get skills, skills that has been helpful to them in the future, as in at, just from social media. For example, I learned baking myself, and um, I learned a lot from YouTube. And it's something they can actually use. They pick up a topic or pick up a, an area they are very much interested in. Oh, I love photography, for example. It's the fact that school is not in session right now, or they are not able to meet with people one on one as it or as it used to be, does not mean they cannot still achieve that dream of learning photography. For example, you could go online, go to YouTube. You could learn those things that you've always wanted to learn and then practicalize these things. And gradually the world is actually stabilizing. And so they can begin to use those skills that they've learned to, to, to greater use. So I think instead of them just wallowing and then thinking, oh, it's no longer possible for me to achieve all of the things I've always thought I could achieve or the things I actually aspired to become before. They could actually take all of those energy because they have so much energy at the moment. So they could actually transform those energy into something very productive. And I think that's one of the areas where Flat Clinic actually comes in, where we can help them direct that energy their thoughts, all of the creative energy they have residing in there because this youthful age is a um, is an age where they actually have so much energy, they have so much potential, so much creative ideas inside of them and we can actually help to transform those ideas into something very productive. So yeah, their self-esteem must be guarded at this point. They must be helped to achieve those things that they have because one of the um, one of the Things that actually causes low self-esteem self-esteem is actually not being able to achieve the things that you want to achieve. And then you start seeing yourself as less of what you should be. You understand? So, but when their energy and all of all of the ideas they have is hell is being directed into a productive path. And they actually begin to see that, oh wow, even in the midst of all of these problems, the challenges the world is actually going through, we can still achieve a whole lot. I think it helps to boost their self-esteem. It helps to boost um, 
um, their sense of responsibility actually, because now that they are home, you have you 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 they are more involved in um, family activities. So I think it actually helps to build their sense of responsibility to family and to society also to see that what I have inside can be can be put into good use, and we can get the results that we want. So yeah, I think it's it's very possible for us to get this right now. Okay, that's awesome. Terry Lynn, do you have a question for Glory? Um well I I I believe that um maybe uh I was just thinking about raising self-esteem and working with with the youth even beyond school sessions and is do you see a way to develop some programs and um that help the youth get involved with their community that also helps build self-esteem and takes away from the bullying that we're seeing of how that affects children and their self-esteem as well you know we we kind of have to include that as an issue that the children are dealing with not just the fact that school hasn't been in session and they haven't been able to have socialization and, and get back to the normal of what they used to experience i mean there there are ways to um help them build their self-esteem now. What what programs do you see as a possibility that we can all work towards to help um, stop the bullying and to help build the self-esteem and bring the youth together um, with some programs? Okay, there are a couple of voluntary programs that actually can be set up. For example, um, in Nigeria, we have some environmental groups some NGOs who are actually into um, helping the environment become better than it has always been. And then getting these youths to be involved in these environmental groups can actually help them because now that they're seeing that they're a part of something, because one, one challenge that these youths actually have is that they feel left out of the society. They feel left out like, oh, it's just the adults that can get to do things. But then if they are being integrated into these environmental groups, for example. They see that they can contribute something to the society that is beneficial to both they themselves as the as the youth and also the society at large. So I think one of those programs is actually environmental groups. We also have um, skill acquisition programs. This is very, very common here in Nigeria especially with NGOs, even the government is actually making provisions for skill acquisition programs. Even here in the University of Benin, there is a particular department called the CED, which actually takes that part of skill acquisition to ensure that these youths are exposed to skills that could actually benefit them in being um, raising a source of income for themselves and also the society at large to, you know, so these skills are skill acquisition programs are um, is a part of the programs that they can actually get themselves involved in. And you see, a lot of youths are actually very, very, very much interested in this. I speak for here in Nigeria, have youths, you know, those who love makeup, those who love fashion designing, those who love baking and all sorts, those who love photography and all those skill acquisition programs is actually keeping a lot of youths very, very, very occupied. And you see young businesses or young people actually setting up businesses for themselves that is actually helping them to generate income for themselves to support both themselves and their families too. So I think this uh, this is one of the programs that can actually get this used. Let's get them more integrated into more of these programs, skill acquisitions, environmental programs. We also have some counseling groups, you understand, where the youth they get to counsel themselves. It's called um, peer counseling. They get to talk to themselves. Oh, you're not getting this right. We can do this. And, you know, when they see people of their age, people um, people within their age brackets doing the same things as they are doing, they are more encouraged 
to do them. So I think that's another thing that we could actually get them more involved in. There's, there's so many programs to actually get involved in. And, you know, I'm so grateful for what the flat clinic is actually doing with this because we get to extend more and more of these programs to them. Thank you. Wow, that's wonderful. Thank you, Glory. Um, uh, it sounds like, you know, that co- those concepts will reach far and wide all across the world, just taking those concepts to to the youth. And that's really amazing. Thank you, Glory. Back to you, Nancy. Thank you very much. Osas, do you have a question, uh, a second question for Glory? Yeah, yeah. I have a question for her. Uh, Glory, thank you very much for your um, uh, what you've uh, uh, talked about, I think this is so encouraging. My question is this: for for clients that is that will be reaching out to you all over the world, be it from Canada or US or the case may be. Uh, do, 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 do you think that or will you want to encourage people? This in terms of career now, encourage people to. Uh, going to STEM programs, especially women, or you are going to discourage them to go into STEM program, which is more of a science-oriented, uh, uh, science, engineering, mathematics, and all. So we want to encourage them or discourage them. And why? Oh, wow. I would love to encourage them to go into such programs. You know, I mentioned something about the world going global right now. You know, It's the computer age. A lot of things dealing with science, technology is getting better and better by the day. And we need more hands. You know, before now, especially for women, it was always said, oh, no, women shouldn't be part of all of these kind of programs. It's usually supposed to be for the men. It was a notion that was taken up, especially even here in Africa. No, when the world is changing, the world is evolving and we need more women to get involved because women are actually very creative. Women have a lot of ideas. So imagine putting all of those energy into STEM programs, into science and technology. And wow, it's going to be amazing. You know, engineering, mathematics and all of that. I think there's so much in it for the youth, for women. And it's something they should get involved in. I would actually encourage it a whole lot. It's, 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 it's becoming the future of the world. It's the future of the world right now. So, yeah. What about the other area, the arts, the social science? We also encourage people or? Yes, I would. I think the, the major thing should be they should discover or what their passion is, where their passion lies. What do I really love doing? What do I like doing? What really captures my interest? I think that should be the first and fundamental, fundamental issue that should be dealt with. And that, that's why... We as counselors are very much available to help guide you. You know, some people might not really even be able to tell, okay, these are things I love, but there are some, um, there's some questionnaires that can actually be given to them and it helps to redirect their focus into what they really have passion for. So once you're able to determine what your passion is, because it's passion that actually drives anyone to do what they have to do. So once the person doesn't even have a passion for it, I think it becomes a problem. So first, the person must discover what his or her passion is. What do I have interest in? What do I think I can be more productive in? And once you're able to discover that, then you begin to fit yourself into where, be it science, be it technology, be it in the arts, be it social sciences, business-wise, whatever it is, just first find what your passion is and what your interest is, and then you're able to drive all of your energy into it. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, so my next question is for Kenneth. Um, Kenneth, suicide rates have increased tremendously, um, especially among young people, but also business owners, as a direct result of the pandemic. What do you say to someone that is struggling with suicidal thoughts to help them? <clears throat> okay, thank you. Uh, for someone who is uh, uh, struggling with the suicide thoughts, at least first I have to understand their problems. Then if I understand their problems, what they have lost in their life, maybe they've lost a job, they've lost a business, something. 
you need to make uh, that person understand that suicide is not uh, the solution to the problems, to his or her problems. Because if the person commits suicide, he'll be leaving a problem behind for those people who are alive. So now I have to talk through that person, find ways in which we can prevent uh, uh, him, him or her from committing suicide. For example, uh, <clears throat> I can introduce that person maybe to a group intervention whereby the person will have to listen to other people's problems, what they are going through, and how we can solve their problems together as a team. You talk to the person, say, okay, maybe you lost your job. What can we do next? You, can't, you don't have to uh, commit suicide for that. Maybe we should, you should try to apply somewhere else for a job. Look for a business maybe somewhere else. Think of another other thing that you can do other than that. How did you start in the first place? Because what motivated you in the first place maybe to start your business? Or maybe what motivated you in the first place to apply for this job? How did you get this job? Then how about we do what you did in the first place? And then you try again this time around. It is not the end of everything. It doesn't mean just because you lose a business, it is uh, you lose everything, or maybe you lose it forever. You can start something else, just like you started it in the first place. So when you introduce the person, mostly suicides, uh, you can talk maybe to the person one-on-one, but I feel like sometimes a group intervention is good. I'll have to uh, if I find other people who are going through the same problems, I put them together. At least the person will know that I'm not alone in this. We are all in together. There are some there is there is someone else out there who is going through the same problem that I'm going through. So at least we talk it together and find other ways in which we can prevent suicide. So that becomes kind of like a think tank rather than group yes. therapy. It's more like a think tank where you've got multiple minds thinking together about solving issues and working together to uh, find a new life. Is that yes. kind of right? Awesome. Terry Lynn, do you have a question for Kenneth? Actually, I, I, I love how you all have been explaining it. So um, coming together as groups seems to be a, a great way of looking at things and bringing people together, actually. Um, so I don't have any other questions right now, Nancy. I'm back to you and Osas. Okay, Osas, uh, do you have a question for Kenneth? Yeah, I have a question for, for Kenneth. Thank you very much, uh, Kenneth. Uh, I want to ask if a client uh, comes to you who just lost his job and happened at that point uh, is the main breadwinner uh, in the family. So what's cancelled? will you give or what type of uh, intervention will you recommend for such a client? Uh, when such a client comes to me uh, who has just lost his job, maybe or a business, and uh, the person is a breadwinner in their family. Because uh, when that person comes to me, maybe they are thinking of like what you just said, maybe thinking of uh, committing suicide to say, let me run away from my problems. Or maybe what can I do next? Uh, just like I said, when for someone who is uh, uh, have thoughts of, who has got the suicidal thoughts, I would also say the same to this person when the person comes to me. We have to listen to the problems that this person is going through, the challenges of which I know that maybe the person has just lost a job or maybe a business. Uh, It is to find a solution. You talk through with the, the, the client what solution, the problems. You look at the community where that person is coming from. You understand the community because if you understand the community, you even know where to go next. So you understand the community where that person is coming from. If it is a job, have you tried applying somewhere else? If it has failed to applying somewhere else, then maybe you can start your own business, start selling something within your community and see if maybe you can raise some money. Talk to that person, change their behavior. Uh, I can use maybe behavior therapy uh, or maybe cognitive therapy. You change their cognitive, you, you change their cognition of what they are thinking. Because for them now, they're thinking that maybe it's over for me. Uh, my friends in the community will laugh at me, maybe stigmatization from friends and family and all that. But now we have to make that person understand that it is normal to lose a job. 
just because you have a job doesn't mean that it will last forever. Just like a business, it doesn't mean that it will last forever. At one point, it will fall down. So now you start advising that person what new steps they can take. They take advantage of what is happening in their community. They see around themselves, look at their own potential and uh, work on their potential. Uh, Forget about their weaknesses. Now you focus on their potential. What potential does this person have? Does this person have a business mind? If yes, then help that person uh, find a business that they can thrive in. Or if the person is not business-minded, try to think of them, okay, maybe try, uh, you do, you continue applying for a job, look for a job. In which areas uh, are you good at? Start uh, advising that person. You can apply for, for a job. You look around for a job. Or maybe you can start somewhere else rather than getting the big job that you had. You can start from somewhere small. Bit by bit, you go up the ladder until you reach a point where you were once. Thank you very much. Okay, so I my final question is actually for both Glory and Candice. We'll start with you, Glory. Um, the pandemic has blindsided just about everybody, and we're finding out that we've been lied to about the whole thing, that it was planned by the elites to destroy us. How can you help people to recover mentally and emotionally from being scammed by the government and medical personnel, the very people that we've been trusting all our lives? Okay, I think the first thing is actually to accept the reality of what has happened. Because right now, a lot of people are going to want to live in denial no, this didn't really happen. How could they lie to us? No, that it's not possible and all of that. So a lot of people are going to actually stay in that denial stage and they're not going to come to terms with the reality of what is on ground right now. Yes, we found out that this is what the government or this is what has been done. We've been lied to. A lot of stories has been made up to just put people in fear and all of that. But then... We don't have to stay there. We have to move on. We have to move on from that and then pick up the pieces of whatever has been left, the businesses that have been trampled, the lives that has been shattered because of all of these pandemic issues and all of that. So I think first, the, the first thing that should be dealt with is people coming out or coming to terms with the reality of what is really on ground. And then start taking, picking out solutions. Now is not a time for us to put up blame games. This is not, now is not a time to start pointing fingers. Now is not a time to say, oh, they did this. They did this to us. They did that to us. Now is the time for us to pick up from where we've stopped and then try to make life better than it, it, it was the, the, the last time it was left off. You understand? So let's pick up from wherever everything has stopped, pick up from school, pick up from our businesses, pick up from families and all, and try to relieve the dreams that we always had of the world. You understand? Dreams and aspirations that were, um, where that were up in our heads and all of that. It's time for us to now relieve it and let's have a reality of the, of everything we always thought was possible before now. So first, we have to come to terms with what is on ground right now. Two, we have to now start picking up the pieces of what <laughs> the things that have been shattered. Because I know a lot of people, businesses were shattered, families were actually scattered, you know, and all. So we have to now start picking them up. And then what were the dreams that you always had? What were the things? For example, youths now, which is actually an area of specialty for me. What were the things you actually taught you could achieve before now? Let's pick that up again and then start living out those dreams. We will not stay here and just keep grieving over what has happened, pointing fingers. No, we will not stay here. Now we're going to come out of those depressed states and then start all over again and try to see how we can achieve those dreams one step at a time. It's not going to happen all of a sudden. You know, these changes and these challenges that has actually wrapped up the society and all, it's not just going to go away in one day. It's going to be a step-by-step stage, but we must know that with every step that we take, progress is being made. So we would, um, we would encourage them 
to take one step at a time to relieving those dreams that they once had. And that's why we are here as counselors to actually provide services to those who are finding it difficult to get back on their feet again. Yeah. Okay, so thank you for that, Glory. Appreciate it. Um, Kenneth, thank you. I'm going to hand it off to you. Um, same question. I can reread it if you if you want me to, or do you already have your answer ready? Okay, yeah, I'll just get to it. All right, so yes, I'll be now, let's say I'm talking to the current. Yes, uh, the government lied to us. Everyone lied to us. We've lost hope in the government. We can't listen to them anymore. But the fact that they, now you look at now the big, the reality, the reality is that there is still nothing that you can do about it. It has already happened. Now you move on to the next step. I'll borrow a few terms from Glory. Yes, you move on. Now you have now to move on. Forget about that. Not really sometimes forgetting about it, but yes, just move out of that. Start a new chapter. Start from where you started from earlier. How did you... Uh, uh, before the pandemic, where were you before that? Or maybe do you, would you like to change your business? Or maybe would you like to change your career because of that? You know, then you talk to the client, you find ways in which the client can help you, can, how you can help to, the client to move on. The client has grieved, but it is the government. It is not an individual where you can just go to and knock on their door and say, please, you lied to me and you made me lose a lot of uh, businesses, so I, I want you to compose it to me. No. We just have now to focus on what we can do better from, from here. We've learned a lesson, so now what can we do better from here? You find new ways, new solutions, a new business maybe, a new incentives, bring in new incentives to the people. Also, the client can also help other people in the community. You know, like I, like I always like, I always like to do my counseling in a group counseling because I feel like that way a client may, might feel uh, <clears throat> more comfortable I would first talk to the person in person, to the client in person, and then later on introduce them to a group. At least that way they know that they are not alone in this. They are not think they are not alone who are thinking that the government lied to them. So now you find a solution. What can we do better from what from what, what can we do better from here onwards? You find ways, you find a new business. Maybe you help a client to say, okay, you can start up a business now. You can you know that things are not the way we thought they were. So how about we start this? Let's take an opportunity. We start doing this. You help the client. You talk to the client. Talk to everyone. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, wow. What a great roundtable discussion today. A huge thank you to each and every one of you for taking time to be here today. I'm truly honored. Osas, do you have any final thoughts before we go? Um, Nancy, this is Terry. I, I would like to um, just thank Kenneth and Glory for this positive outlook and really the, the goals of Flag Clinic um, to bring back self-esteem and actually empower the youth and adults to start here and now, you know, not to focus on the past, get beyond, move forward. And that's where the future and, and today presence lies. And so I wanted to thank Kenneth and Glory for being here today and for amazing, um, uh, amazing outlook and support that you have for adults and youth through Flag Clinic and through really what your life uh, brings about. So thank you. Thank you both. Back to you, Nancy. For, for me, for me, uh, thank you very much. Yeah, for me, I want to thank uh, our special guests uh, today, starting from uh, Glory, Yobosa, Simegi, and uh, Kenneth Zimba from Flag uh, Clinic. Thank you very much for joining us today, and also our wonderful convener. Uh, uh, Mrs. Nancy Landa and our co-host uh, Terry, it, it has been a wonderful uh, opportunity to to gather here once again to talk about how we can actually help people around the world. Thank you once again. Well, folks, if you are struggling and would like some help, please reach out to Fly Clinic, where one of these wonderful counselors are ready to assist you. 
Remember, your first consultation is free, so you have nothing to lose. Just take that first important step and go to flyclinic.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and were inspired to begin living your best life with purpose. Be sure to click the subscribe button or go to callstockradio.com and join our mailing list to be notified first when new episodes are available. For more information about anything on today's show, head on over to callstockradio.com. Click on the podcast link to locate this episode's post. There you will find all the information covered on today's podcast, including links for easy navigation.